Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Peter, joined this by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing, Tom? I'm good, Peter. How are you? Not too bad. How are you, Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. Right, the news has broke. The game is now live, so we're going to touch through a couple of points on it. We're going to try to keep it positive, because a lot of negativity online about it, but we're going to talk through it. We're going to talk through some questions for the community. Hopefully we can help you out. If not, we'll direct you to the app. And we'll go some prices, initial thoughts on our team building. Not quite a first draft yet, a couple weeks to go, but we're going to kind of talk in that direction. So, the game is live. There's multiple game modes. We will, I think we've all agreed, we're going to be sticking to classic mode. I think, maybe dabble in things here and there, but classic mode is what we've been doing the last two years. We're going to stick with that. So, I'm going to come to you first, Tony. What is your first thoughts on the game and all different modes? Um, so, if you look past all the sort of things that are on the app and just concentrate on the classic game, it's essentially the same game. You know, the points are going to be the same. The chips are effectively all the same. So the, the actual bread and butter of what we do week in, week out will be the same. Um, in defence of the, the app, they have answered a lot of questions yesterday. I've DM'd them and they've answered all my stuff. So they are working on it. And I think they know they've not got it right. Um, but if you just look at the actual, the Mega League equivalent is just the, the big league, 15 aside. With your, with your usual rules. So if we all focus on that, then that's what will keep the community going. Everything else is up to the individual. Yeah, just for a couple of you, Tom, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on modes. Like there is the the classic, the money obviously hasn't come live yet, so pay that it's new. Just need to keep their eye on the classic mode, stick with that. You can dabble if you want. Obviously, when that come live, that, and I've said to you, Donnie, before Tom came on, I'm quite interested if maybe a one-week point where rather than put a coupon on for a fiver, you can maybe take one of the bets and go on with your trike picker one team in the week, see if I can do decent on that. Pretty much like fan fan team, which I think is what the kind of route they're going for. But we will stick to the class game, like I said. What was your thoughts on the game going live, Tom, and multiple modes? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit overwhelming when you you first get on there. There's uh, there's a lot going on, and it does look a little bit more complicated than, than last season, particularly in the app as well, because there's a lot coming at you all at once. But as you said, I think if we just stick with the big league, 15 aside, classic mode, um, and work from there. The, the most frustrating thing is that once you've made your team, there, there wasn't an option to then um, go into your mini leagues and 
add add leagues that way. It felt like once you'd made your team and submitted, that was it. And then you didn't have to create a new team for other leagues. But I think they are working on that. I think they're trying to uh, come up with a solution so you can have the one team in multiple. No. Taking a minute on you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, th- I, th- I thought they were going to work on that. No. No, so. they're working on giving you the option to join the multiple leagues quicker, I think. But I DM'd them last night and explained because this is, what I think, the biggest great lot of people had. They want to join different podcast leagues but keep their own team. So the game would just change their team where you go. Because of it doing the fan route, kind of fan team kind of route, you're going to have to manage your team, multi- multiple teams, one at a time. So that's just a lot of people who maybe want to join all these leagues. You're going to have to make a transfer from one of these teams. That's why I've, I've said, kind of, if you're taking it kind of more seriously like the classic game, we just stick to one or two, three leagues, give yourself enough time because we get all the team news 15 minutes and that was not been enough time for you to get in there and change all these teams. So that's where they're going about it. So that's why I haven't put, I haven't put my team in a league yet. So I was waiting. But I think I'll just be pushing the classic game for ourselves, the classic big league and our own mini league. I'm not making any more teams than that because that's just too messy. Now you've heard that, Tom, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, right, that's a bit disappointing then because you can join multiple leagues with the same team when you create, you initially create the team. Mm-hmm. So then obviously, say, say you're going to work next week and some guy's just discovered the game and he's he's going to start a, a work league. You then want to enter your team that you've then already entered in multiple leagues into this new league, but you can't, and then you have to st- start a separate team. So that's, that's yeah. Gonna... I'm going to I'm going to read out to you the podcast. They sent me late last night, and I was actually sleeping, and I'll tell you the reply. Just got a split second. This is from the app myself. So I've wrote. You, you see, you manage each team. So if I join four private leagues, do I need to make four transfers. And the reply was yes. Once you have to make transfers similar to fan team or Fangio, same sort of format. So for every league you're in, you need to change the transfer. Unless you put a fix on that, but that's exactly the way they say that. So that's just a heads up for anybody who's got to think during all these leagues, you're going to have to manage multiple teams. Now, if they come back and say, you know, the tweet 10, you can change it, then great. And if not, you're going to have to manage your teams. So on that, we're going to go through the questions first because we don't want to be so negative. So some questions are positive, some are negative, and then we'll just get what we think. So we'll start with Luke Beercroft, which is BK86. He says, me and my pal played the last few years. I guess the others were ready to join, but now I can't even bother fielding all the questions when I can't follow how that new app and set up way too complicated. So it's not really a question, it's more a statement. So I think we've covered that. If you do strip back all the kind of, as Tom said, all the stuff flying at your face, it isn't that hard to negotiate. It's just because it's all on the front page. Up the top's classic, clicking classic, big league, and then that should be you. And if you're going to have your own mini league with your friends, same thing. Click on classic, create mini league, and away you go. Thoughts on that, guys, Donny? Yeah, you, you, you've just got to give it time. I think, as I said, they are making changes and based on the feedback, but the mega league is the big league, classic mode. Um, and if you just focus on that, uh, the, the problem will come is if you forget to make a change in one of your teams um, and it's you know, a 60, 70 point week, then that's you out of, the, out of the league almost straight away. So whilst it's disappointing, I think we just need to give them a bit of time. Season's a few weeks away yet. They have responded uh, to a lot of people online, so let's just see what comes of it. But the the essence of the game is still there, and it should still be enjoyable. Plus, they've created a brand new platform basically from scratch, so there is going to be team problems, there is going to be wrinkles in it. You're going to have to wear out. What's your thoughts, Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm still surprised that they're not going okay. to fix it. You've, you've, so, been bl- you've been blindsided by that multiple team one, haven't you? <laughs> I have, I, yeah. You caught us out with that one. And it's, 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 it's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass, but I think ultimately you're just going to have to, rather than entering, you know, blindly entering 10, 12 mini leagues or whatever, you're just going to have to be a bit more picky. Um, maybe choose your favourite two or three, much more easier to, to manage. See, I mean, a lot of casuals won't wait for team news like us we do. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, I've got friends playing the caravan and they just pick their transfers for the week. So, I mean, if you're not playing it as like maybe as hardcore and serious as that's not a big issue. If you can buy teams, you can just go Wednesday, weather time, bang, 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 make your subs and do it. They're not like waiting the way we are, but you're waiting for that team news to make a proper transfer to kind of catch on it. So, they may not get much effect to that. That's more a pissing off guys like us if I get multiple teams, multiple leagues. Scrabble on it 15 minutes past or 15 minutes to three or two, try to get these teams made up. But I suppose you'll it all kind of come out as the season goes on. Right, next question. I don't know if any of you know the answer, but if not, you need to go to the app. How would you change your team name minus stock on entry one? And that's from Kevin Buck at Buck Shelley. Do you know, Donny? No, I don't. No, I think it's just your right username there. you can change. Right, so we have no idea on this one yet. You will need to contact the app. I'm quite sure you're not. Oh, I've just pulled up on the desktop. If you go to your team, save changes. Um, when you click save changes, it allows you to edit your team name. Nice. Say that again for start to finish. So on the, I'm on the desktop version just now. It may be diff- different for the mobile phone app, um, but if you bring up your team um, where you would do your transfers, there's a top right. It says save changes next to some sort of lightning bolt symbol. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, you click Save Changes. Um, it should have all your information, like budget, free transfers, your captain, vice captain. At the top, it says Team Name, and it seems to be you can edit your team name. Okay, good. Uh, answer that uh, works. Yeah, you can do that on the app. Well, hold on. Yeah, you can do that on the app as well. You go here. Donny's confirmed it, so it works. Follow that. If you can, you can work. Right, next up is from Yala underscore Leopard at Yala underscore Leopard. Is this now? Is it now too complicated for many users? Managed to set up classic standard game, but it takes a few clicks now to get the team up. Nice to filter players from teams. And what's the point of so many games? Have not worked out to set up and join leagues, right? So it, it's a similar question we already had. The filter button, the issues with, I know that was working on that fix because it wasn't working on my phone either. The filter button, so that was giving it time out of work. It is more clicks than normal, but it's a bigger app now, so I'm pretty sure we're all kind of kind of. Complain now, but see within a couple of weeks' time, you'll have it down pat hand, a couple of clicks, you're in, you know exactly where you're going every week. The the joining league thing, I don't know how he's, he doesn't work that one out because it's right there in front of you up the top. You say classic, uh, the, the different versions, and you can pick the league you can join. But again, it probably comes, it pops up, create a team, and maybe that's what's thrown them off because they're wanting to create a new team to get into these leagues. So, uh, again, just give yourself time to. Look through the app. I mean, the game doesn't kick off for another three weeks yet. So you've time just to promote your yourself with it, go through it, have a look. More than one says, don't create all these teams if you have no intention to follow them up or you'll be looking to delete them later on. Is that the same kind of answer, Donnie, and add to that? Yeah, I mean, as I say, I think they, they know some of the bugs in terms of like your filter buttons and things like that. So they should be tidied up. Uh, for me, as soon as I go in, I just click on classic and then that's where you need to be um, also to move all the free stuff I don't know if the desktop's the same one of the things I was saying to Peter that might affect other folk is that 
if you originally set the game up using your Apple ID, you can't have an online profile on your desktop. And that's an issue with Apple, which they are aware of and looking to fix. Um, so you just have to use the app um, as as a method of updating, which you probably have been anyway. It's what I've done. Having a desktop would have been handy as well. You could kind of flip between different teams at the same time. So just if anyone's got that issue with, that I had, that's, that's <coughs> the thing. It's an, an Apple thing rather than a game thing. And that should be getting fixed as well. So that's something that's doing yeah. Any other, Tom, are you happy with that? I just clicked the lightning bolt symbol there and it's offered me an option to quickly enter a copy of this team into other contests. But I'm guessing then once that copy has been created, do I have to manually change, the tr- do my transfers and do my changes? Well, that would be coming up on the, at the top when it's got upcoming and live with like events. So I'm assuming once you create a team, they should be in there. Well, you have different deadlines, so you should be able to pick your team one at a time. Right. Now, I can't say that yet because I haven't created the team officially because I didn't want to do that until it was clarification. So I haven't put my team in any league yet. I'll probably do the Mega League tonight and then have a nosy about. But that's the way I've took it as well as from that. So you, even though you copy the team, you still have to do the transfers? Because I think the way, the way you explained to me, I could be wrong and they could come back and say, no, that's not, you've picked up wrong. But the way that explained to me is the same as fan team is if you enter these leagues, it's going to come up live. So for example, right, it's going to come up, say, the Mega League, and it's going to be a deadline. You go in there and you set your team up. Then it's going to say half hour fantasy football podcast, mini league, and there, so on and so forth. If you join the ball by the other league, in different leagues, you would have to get in individually, edit and save team. Right. That's the way I've took it, and that's the way it was explained yesterday. Unless you can create a fix, because they were saying your, the teams have all applied because as long as it's the same rules. So you clicked on the kind of classic rules, then you can go to many leagues as you want. But they're still going individually. I get it if you try to do the... What's the word? I'll be top for it again. Let me see. Oh, my. Like the expert. Or if you create your own one, where you can create your own uh, rules. Like you can have teams where you've got a bigger budget. You can create it where you've got one player per team. Obviously, you couldn't put the team you create at that because that, the rules don't tally up. Mm-hmm. So... If they can do that, then maybe they can create a fix where you just do a one-fits-all for one team for all the classic leagues, but it doesn't seem that way so far. That's, uh, why, right. I'm, that's why I'm wary of putting all enjoying all these leagues when there's really... I haven't got the time or the energy to every game week. It is basically that. You go through seven, eight teams. I mean, you don't want to be doing that. You no, don't need to do it any other. as well and whatever other games you play. You don't need to do another fantasy game, so I don't know really why we're doing this game either. I feel that they've, they've missed something there, but Hopefully a fix can be created. If not, then I'll keep my teams to maybe two or three tops. Right, okay. I should be all the kind of... I would say negative. People just, it's not negative. People just ask questions about what things are going on. It's not negative at all, is it? It's just a wonder what's going on. It's going that. Right, next up is from Ash, and it's at Nairn underscore Ash. How do you enter the RCC Cup? That stands for Regan Charles Cook Cup. So you can enter the cup by DMing me at Fantasy Half. We've got over 16 guys already in the league. I'm quite, I'm quite soon that over 32. People normally play interest, then we'll get for there. I am going to put a tweet out either later tonight or tomorrow. So you can also respond to that with the graphic and you can join the cup from that role. Still haven't worked out the format yet because I am in holiday the first week. The league kicks off. So I need to have it up and running before I go on holiday, clearly. So the week before, I'd be shutting it down and be doing the draw. So 
as it stands, probably the same as of the same as last year, double legged, and that should take us to the national break. If we get a big influx of teams, it would probably single leg to a certain point. But I'll keep you abreast of the situation when it happens. But as it stands now, the cup is going to be double legged. Next up is from FM Dafty at Cami Talks. Have the FS team made the game too complicated for casual players? Will you guys just put me classic mode this season? Maybe complicated, first of all. We've already discussed this. I think you've all got used to it. We will play, and I don't speak for you guys. I'm sure you've already this with me anyway. We were definitely playing classic mode. I might dabble every so often in the money game, but classic mode is exactly what I'll be playing. What about you, Donny? Yeah, it's a, it's a shame the expert mode isn't blended in because some of the points changes they've made on there is quite interesting and new and it would have been fun to kind of try and work it out and manage around it but they've decided to keep them separate to me it's the same game I would probably have the same team in each one so why have two when you could just have one so no I think I'll just be playing the, the classic mode as we've touched on you can do single game weeks you can do single game fixtures um, pick a five-a-side Rangers v Celtic and, you know, there's money on it. So there is things over the course of the season that might interest you over and above. And because it's only a week, you don't have to then manage it after that. So there will be things there outside the, the Mega League, but um, I will probably just be sticking to classic. Tom, yourself? Yeah, I may dabble with the, the expert, but probably not as seriously as the, the, the main game. So it's, it's something interesting for a bit of fun but I could, I could see me doing a seven side team and maybe only changing it every three or four game weeks when I, I remember yeah, uh, yeah that's danger that's a danger more sort of casual play than, than anything else yeah well could have classic mode and if I, if I like I've said to Donny we've done the same with fan team and I used to play the NFL Red Zone fan team if I see a game week where I go I fancy certain players X, Y and Z here to do well on fixtures I might put the money in that week and go around pick a team 11 this week and hope for that Gets you a wee bet. Maybe better than putting a £5 bet on five or six teams, but that's just me. Right, next up is from Scottish Premiership Fantasy Tips. I believe that is a good friend, David. And so at Scottish Premier Fantasy. Who do you think are the best playing enablers at this point? So I'll come at you, Tom. The best playing enablers? Yep. It's hard to tell because we don't really know who's going to be playing. That's the problem. Um... Who's going to be playing? Who's guaranteed? Hey, well, I'll go quick louder than this. See that? Do I have to be questioning more? Kilmarnock have a lot of cheap players. Motherwell aren't playing any Rangers Celtic the first six games. Do you fancy any St. Johnson? Do you fancy St. Man? We need to watch, we discussed this last week, we need to watch all the league, the league Cup games and the teams that we're going to get to see and then price them up and hopefully if that gives you the neighbours. Let's give the players a confidence. But it's another year. I mean, we didn't expect Ralph's out of nowhere. We didn't expect Bassey so cheap. Uh, I mean, even Charles Cook, that spoke about him, came out and they were really cheap. So these players will materialise as the week goes on. It's just got to be, sorry, coughing here. Keep your kind of eye on the ball and hopefully you get these players up at the right time and that will enable you to get more price of players in. Because I think we've discussed, Donnie mentioned as well, that it's really hard to get six Rangers and Celtic players on the team. But I think yeah. that's right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure come November, December, We'll all have six players in because the price is, is allowed us. It's just keep your eye on the ball at the right stage of the season. Have you got any, Tom? Uh, probably scales at Aberdeen, 2.4. Um, 
and Scott McMahon at Dundee United, 2.8. Probably the two cheap um, midfielders, uh, sorry, defenders. Um, Josh Campbell, he played against Clyde, got a goal and assist for Hibs. He's 3 million. He could be a cheap differential if he gets the starts. Um, that's probably about it for me. Tony, ain't yet? Um, you've got the guy, a younger at St Mirren. Uh-huh. He's down as a midfielder, but can play up front. So you might have a uh, potential out of position um, in there. Um, Tom Lawrence that the Rangers signed last week. Again, he's another one that can play up front. I think with uh, the way Rangers are going to set up this season, um, they might play more with two up front. So that's a guy that could do well. Um, we've also signed a winger today, Matondo. Um, so I've no doubt he's electric and will be the, the best thing since sliced bread. So look look forward to seeing him, even though I know nothing about him. But, uh, no, that's good. It's a Welsh point. He's, he's Welsh. Welsh yeah, yep. yeah, played in Germany and, and he's coming to us for three million euros. So yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, yeah, it takes time. There, there's, there's guys that you know, scored in the first week and then you never see again. And that's one of the things you're going to have to watch. Um, and then there's guys that just fly under the radar, like say, Charles Cook and Hungbo, um, mm-hmm. that can really be a game changer. So it's just about finding out, and that's the fun of the game. Okay. Next up is from Gav McCann, and that's it. Uh, what name he's got here? MC9689306. Didn't put a lot of fun in that one, Gavin. Right. How many old firm players before the rest of the team becomes too weak? Right. That's the first question. So can I discuss this? I think the now. You were struggling to get five in. Four probably tops for the now. I mean, I had draft you could get in, but the team was weak around about it. But I think, as I've already mentioned, that will change. Just keep your eyes on the pricey stuff. Like what about yourself, Donnie? What's your... Have you had a wee look? Maybe you've got five and four yeah, past yeah. two weeks. Uh, Gavin's quite active on Twitter, but Gavin, you need to change that uh, Twitter name. It's not doing you any favours. Um, so I've got five in my team at the moment, and I don't think it's that compromised. And it's not like unheard of um, players it's all first choice picks in my eyes you can get six but you're really going to struggle with the rest of your team um, so four four or five is probably the best way to go and uh, you know you want to have Tavenier in there probably want to have Jota maybe Furuhashi and um, one of the Rangers newsboys so maybe go with four and see what the, the balance of your team is after that but at the moment as I say I've got five Um and I think it looks quite good. If you can pick a, a good cheapy elsewhere, that will really free up your cash. And, and that's what we did last season with Ramsey and Ralston. It, it gave, gave you a good start to the game. What were you saying, Tom? You dabbled in the draft yet? Making you fan? I've mucked about with it a little bit. I managed to get five. I, I, I kind of still feel my team is a little bit compromised. Um, in midfield, I suppose I could take some cash from up front, switch it around a little bit, but it's it's tricky because I like think we said on the pod last week, Tav and um, Furuhashi do take a twenty five percent of your your total budget, so you've still got to get another thirteen players out of that. So it's uh, it can be tricky, but I mean some players obviously like you're looking at skills two point four, you can make your team up with cheapy guys like that, but mm-hmm. you're still going to be wanting those sort of Non-Selic and Rangers premiums from Hearts, possibly Hibs, Aberdeen, 
players like that. I think some of the strikers are a little bit overpriced as well. So that was a thing. We'll get to that in the price, but I did notice that there was a lot of really close prices, and you're going, well, why would you go for A if you can get B for point one or two more? And it seems a bit of just, yeah. I mean, the prices can change through the season, but I just felt I was last year with a lot of cheaper options up front. I think, and they're they're priced up. I can get it. I, I do get get it for all similar price, and you've got a decision to make, and the teams won't be the same. But then. I think it makes some of the decisions easier as well when you see the strikers are getting a price. You go, well, he's proven, he's not. I'm going to go for so-and-so. We'll get to that in the price bit anyway. Right, next part of his question. Where's the best value with OF? So thin, as of a lot of rotation. So we'll go with that one next. Where's the best value? We'll all start here. Tavernier, clearly. I think you can go for Tavernier. One of Golson or Bassey would be the next one, I think. And both nailed it there. Celtic, I would say, do you want a new contract? He's your best bet if you want, definitely guaranteed. Now, the minutes may not be guaranteed because there's a lot of changing after 60 minutes. You like to think after the damage could have been done by this point, you'll get more than that. Uh, Kyogo, if he's fit, and I think once we see a sell Celtic back line, if we know who the first four is, anyone in the fourth, probably me, it would be Calvin, it would be CCV right now, Vickers would be one I've had in my team. What was your thoughts on that, Tom? Um, Value-wise, um, obviously, you're going to have Furuhashi and Tav, but big price. Um, so looking at sort of guys that are a bit cheaper. Uh, Bernabe, the new Argentinian boy, he could replace Greg Taylor at left-back. We need to wait to see to confirm this. Because um, Greg Taylor wasn't too bad last season. Um, I don't think he got a lot of assists, but um, I think Ange overall was Fairly pleased with him. Bassey at 3.6 million is probably more value than um, Goldson, who's about 4. Point something, is he not? 4.6. Mm-hmm. So that's a million cheaper. Um, Starfelt's still injured. He's probably your, your cheapest nailed Celtic defender. However, if you're going to go for Starfelt, he only did, he only did get an assist last season. So if you're going to go for him, you're probably just better off going for Hart at 3.4 million, and in which case you're maybe going to get some save points. Um, and you know he's going to start the season because he's currently fit and healthy. That would be my picks. Tony? So from Rangers, uh, you've already mentioned, Tavernier, Goldson are, are going to get the minutes. In midfield, you're probably looking at Kent, um, Lawrence that I've already touched on, the Stu guy, Matondo. Um, they're probably going to get a good game time. Lundström um, had a good end to the season. Uh, Van Bronckhorst really likes him. Kamara that we've mentioned before, I think his game time might not be as much this season. And up front, I mean, you're probably favour for the Hashi, but I suppose Jakimakis has got a good claim um, to that spot as well. Um, and the new signing for Rangers, Cholak, because I don't think Morelos or Ruth will start the season, so uh, I think you can get some value there. Right, and his last bit of his question was, will Ramirez be on penalties? And if so, is he a must or will Aberdeen have less pens anyway without Ferguson? And I don't know how he'd have less penalties. I don't think he won a lot of penalties. Is he on penalties? He's on them right now. And there was a tweet came out last night that uh, Ramirez's wife said that they're staying in Scotland. So mm-hmm. if that's an insight for you, I don't know what it is. He could be staying. Maybe he's impressed in training and everyone's happy with him. So what's your thoughts on that, Donny? Yeah, um, he started. He started both games, um, and he's scored two penalties 
Uh, so he is one to watch, although the Miofsky, the new sign-in, hadn't, I don't think it was a work permit issue and he hadn't really um, sort of got over in time. So we've not seen any of, of him yet. Um, Lewis Ferguson is definitely away. There was a tweet just came through saying that he's caught in Bologna. So we don't have him in the game anymore. Um, again, with the weeks that are left, you just need to keep keep an eye on it. Um, Ramirez can offer good value, but the, the minute he's dropped, if Goodwin favours the other guy, then you would probably jump on him. Um, and he's cheaper as well. So it's just one you're going to have to watch out for. Yeah, he's probably... First choice, I know because that guy hasn't joined up with the team yet. So it's like you thought as you say, keep him in first choice. If you have, if you go from until he's not anymore, that's basically the easiest advice you can give. What's your thoughts, Tom Ramirez? Yeah, I, I watched a bit of the um, Aberdeen Peterhead game, and the commentators were mentioning that Miofsky, amongst another couple, haven't had their work permits. Um, they're living Brexit, so that could be an issue. Um, it's, been, it's been an issue with. Uh, Hibs as well. Um, I think three of their players still still waiting for work permits is two. So yeah, that's 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 going to be an issue there. So I don't think we can take too much from um, the um, the starting lineup that we've seen on the weekend. Um, he didn't particularly impress last season. So we've kind of got to see how things pan out with the the new players. I think Goodwin said um, he's still looking at another three or four signings as well. So. Depends how they're going to fit into the team. Um, Ramirez might not be the sort of type of player he wants. So, something to keep in mind. One thing to add to that, we've never really looked at fixtures um, much, but Aberdeen's first game is Celtic away. So, just stay off the Aberdeen team that week and see what happens. They'll probably get barred and then jump on it after that. So, even if he is in your plans, you're probably not going to have him down in your, your match day squad. Yeah, true. I think we gave you a problem. Right, and the last question is from Melvinho1968, and that's at Melvinho1968. Who are the most Nielsen defenders? Don't forget caring for the RCC Cup. Don't worry about that. Melvinho, I already got you down. Neil defender is a stand, as Tom already mentioned, Starfield's carrying injuries, so it's probably CCB for me. And you'd imagine Juranovic, but he's still got slight rotation with Ralston on fitness. Joe Hart's nailed. Paul mentioned about goalkeeping points, but do you risk a city position in goals? Do you think that's a waste of position? And the Argentinian boy, I think, could be good. But then, again, like Tom mentioned, I don't see Greg Taylor getting dropped straight away. Depends how they both play. And it could be also rotation with they two. So my choice is CCP. Tom, yourself? Yeah, see, is this just for Celtic and Rangers? Or? This is Celtic defenders. Oh, you just said Celtic. Ah, yeah, if it's de- Celtic defenders, then it's got to be Carter Vickers. Because the whole situation with Starfelt being, might not be ready for the start of the season, that's a concern. We've not seen him at all in pre season. Um, we've seen a fair bit of rotation with Ralston. Juranovic could be away. He's been linked with a lot of clubs. Um, if they get the right amount of money, then he, he could go as well. So that, that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and then now that the, the, the Argentinian left backs in, um, Ben Abbey, that gives us a um, some concerns regarding Greg Taylor. So, CCV all the way. Tony, I have no no opinion really. <laughs> um, I have got I've got Carter Vickers in my team at the moment. Um, he's always been pretty reliable. Had a good end to the season. So, unless anything changes, that's that's where I'm at at the moment. Right. 
What I would say that is, if we get closer to the season and Starfield isn't coming back for injury yet, then you might have a cheaper option in maybe Steve Wells for the first couple weeks of the season, which would enable you to put your money elsewhere. But again, that's a watch and see type situation because we won't really know until near enough kickoff time. So keep an eye on the friendlies for that one. I know he's, I know Joey's been getting game time, but what I've seen him, he's looked absolutely honking. So I would be, <laughs> be rushing to get him. So Steve Wells should be probably the next one, maybe if Stafford was not fit so far, unless we make any more signings. That's what I keep my eye on. Right, so that is us finished with questions. So we're going to move to prices. I'm going to start with you, Don. You get stuff on it, and then I'm going to let you kind of Tom come back and forth. So take it away. Yeah, so I've spent some time looking at each position and, and trying to work out, you know, premiums, next best, budget, and then bargain basement. So uh, I've not picked everyone out. I've just picked maybe recognisable names or, or one to watch. So we'll start with goalkeepers. So we've got Hearts, is valued at 3.4 million, the highest price keeper in the game. You then got Gordon, who's the top goal scoring keeper at 3.3. So to me, I see them as the, the two premium keepers because after that, you've got Marshall at 2.9 and Striek at 2.8. If we move further down the line, the Kelly goalkeeper, Hemming, he's at 2.5 and he appears to be the lowest priced first choice keeper. Um, so for me, you probably don't want to spend too much in a goalkeeping position. I've always been uh, set and forget, so you just pick one goalkeeper and you run with them all season. It means you don't have the dilemma of changing um, as per the fixtures. Last season, I actually started off with Matt Macy in goals for Hibs, and I thought they'd have a good season. I was proved wrong quite quick, and I jumped quickly to Gordon because he had a really good start to the season. So a lot of people will have the same dilemma this season. They'll have you know Gordon, you know, good value for points, but is he just that a little bit too much where you compare him to someone like? Marshall, who won't have the European fixtures um, to contend with, and you know has got under new management, you know a pretty solid team there. So that's one to think about. Uh, and as I say, Strayek has has been a consistent goalkeeper in the game at two point eight million. So that's really all all I saw there. My one to watch is um, the boy Roos at Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. He's he is only two point four million, and if he takes the number one shirt then for me that's that's your set and forget because that's a million pounds cheaper than Hart and 0.9 million cheaper than Gordon uh, and you can spend that money elsewhere in your team and Aberdeen let's be honest they shouldn't be nearly as bad as they were last season so um, that to me would be one to keep an eye out on. So goalkeepers just for a couple of you Thomas uh, we'll go back and forth for different positions it was a Roos you mentioned though that's why I had my own 2.4 because I mean I want an Aberdeen Defended at some sort. I don't know if mm-hmm. I trust all of that back line, but that would give the options to Gavin goalkeeper in there, and then that could possibly stop the Hearts double up defence. If you put people who had yeah. Gordon in one other, if there's a decent goalkeeper at a decent price in a top six team, then that's the one to go for. And then let's like bring in a Kingsley or somebody else in the Hearts defence to side, and then you can rotate it yourself. Will you get any on goalkeepers, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'm. Um... Roos was an option for me. He started against Peterhead. Joe Lewis was fit because he was the, the goalkeeper that was on the bench. Um, in terms of the cheapest, though, I think Elliot Parish at two point one million. Uh, um, awesome. <laughs> the cheapest starting, uh, the fit, uh, well, cheapest. They've got another keeper that's ahead of him. I couldn't see any game. on that list. That you just I couldn't asked. see any on the in the game, and I think that's Parrish, just the filter buttons rubbish, is it? <laughs> but I'll, if you keep talking, I'll have a look. I think um, he started in the 
their preseason friendlies as well. Parish. Mm-hmm. So two point one, he's only point three more than like if you're gonna go for like a non playing goalkeeper at one point. Oh, yeah, yeah, right enough. If you can find the point three, you can get a, a second keeper that's likely to start, though may not get a lot of returns. Peter saw a lot of stuff on Twitter that he was absolutely stinking. Yeah. I suppose they have lost a good goalkeeper, so whoever's next probably won't pay up to him. But I've seen that. They've got three keepers of it in between. And the, was it St. Johnson analyst, I believe? Is that the one you were seeing? His account? Could have been. Could've he been. wasn't impressed with numbers at all. I think again, you guys called Walker. I don't see him in the game yet, by the way, so... And none, none of them is nailed yet, so, well, Parrish is nailed as it is, but he's not getting good reviews, so that could, position could change throughout the season. I like uh, Hemings for Kilmarnock as well, because... Which goal Kilmarnock manager again? What's his name? I just put it in my head. McInnes. McInnes is no, no, notoriously defensive-minded. I know he used to allow Aberdeen fans to set up defensively. So they, uh, so Kilmarnock could get their fair share of clean sheets, especially in that pitchy player. I mean, it's, if he's giving nailed and... He's cheap, but my still is first choice on Ruse, like you said, Don. That's the one I, I think is an option if he's if he becomes a first choice goalkeeper. Right, yeah, you'll just have to the first he's, game of the season. You'll just have to sacrifice that. Uh, I yeah. suppose. Uh, no, just the point that I made about Hart at three point four. If you if you work if Starfelt was fit, I reckon you're probably just bet, and you're going to go for Starfelt. I reckon you're probably just better off going with Hart. Um, if you're struggling budget wise. Um, Selic, uh, sorry, Rangers-wise, uh, McGregor's 3.2, McLaughlin's 3 million. I think the kind of close pricing uh, is due to the fact that we don't know who's going to be number one. I did read um, an article that um, Giovanni said that even though McGregor's uh, signed on for another year, there's no guarantees that he's going to be first choice every week. So there's a bit of, uh, there's an option, there's a bit of opportunity there for McLaughlin. I think the pricing kind of uh, reflects that, so something to look, look at. With this, with this start of last season, there was a bit of rotation at the start of the season, and then yeah. the thing is, I think most teams will start the season with two Rangers defenders, probably, potentially. Well, just look, so you, you don't really want to triple up the goalkeeper. I don't think that's going to be viable. You want an outfielder or an attacking player at another point in the game. Right, Don, I'll come back to you for defenders. Okay, so premium defender without the shadow of a doubt is Tavnier, 6.8 million. Um, his value will only increase with ownership, so you might as well get him now while you can. You've then got your, your raft of old firm defenders, which go from 3.4 million to Taylor. You've got Hollander, 3.5, Bassey, Julian, 3.6, Ralston, Barisic, 3.7, Starfelt, Suter, 3.8, Carter Vickers is 4.1, Juranovic is 4.3, and Goldson at 4.6. So they're all at the, the top end. Uh, the pricing structure and you know if you're trying to get Tav and one of them it's going to put a squeeze uh, on the next the rest of your budget so the next best um, ranges from probably 3 million to 3.3 million you've got likes of Jack McKenzie at 3.3 you've got Mulgrew Kingsley Gallagher at 3.2 O'Donnell Bates at 3.1 Porteous Halkett uh, Ross Graham at three. So they are recognisable names uh, within the game. Solid minutes. Um, there's some goal scoring opportunity there. The budget defenders that I've seen probably range from 2.8 million to 2.5 million. In there, you've got the likes of McGinn, Tanzer. Uh, you've, <coughs> you've got quite a few Hearts defenders in there Atkinson, Cochrane, Rolls. Uh, you've got the Aberdeen 
captain uh, by Anthony Stewart. You've then got some St. Menon favourites, not St. Menon, Livingston favourites, Fitzwater, Obelai, Devlin, uh, Gordon at St. Johnston. And then down at the bottom end, if you are tight on budget, you've got likes of Yakaviti, Considine and Mugabe. But the one that probably stands out to me, and I think Tom mentioned it already, is Scales at 2.4 million. Again, if you're wanting into the Aberdeen defence, he's probably going to get the, the game time. The bargain basement, and then again, this is the only sort of two names that I recognise at 2.3 million. There's uh, Kieran Freeman at Dundee United and Rocky Bashuri at Hibs. They've obviously um, come on from last season. And so again, if your budget's tight, you wouldn't go too far off them. I've not seen anyone else, you know, compared to last season that's standing out at cheaper than that. Um, but it's early days yet, so there's, there's still time. What about the boy Lewis Mail? He went to Kilmarnock figures on loan. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've not really seen anything that Kilmarnock's done this season, so I don't have enough data to go by. But yeah, he's a solid enough player. I think Just he was on loan at Partick the year before, so he's kind of uh, stepping up. Right. Look, because if he went on loan, he obviously he's going to be guaranteed some sort of playing time. Yeah. So it's funny to keep an eye on because he's only 2.2 million. I mean, that's only 1.2 more than what you're players are going to get ready when they're on loan. So yeah. if I keep an eye on him, if, he's, if he gets into the team, then that could be another option, defence, if he's going to be playing. But then again, he's not guaranteed every week. Are you finished, defenders, Tony? Yeah, yeah. Anything to add, Tom? Yeah, I was just surprised that out with Silicon Rangers, Jack McKenzie at 3.3 is the most mm-hmm. expensive. That's a weird one, isn't it? I, I couldn't get my head around that one. But um, for Aberdeen, I think skills is probably going to be best, cheapest option. Um if he's if he's started and Aberdeen are, have improved upon themselves from last season, then then fantastic. Doig's obviously gone at Hibs, um, so I think I seen that Chris Cadden, the midfielder, was playing at right back with um, Paul McGinn now at Motherwell. Um, was, yep. I don't know who was playing on the other side. Was it? Oh, Louis Miller, was... Stevenson. I can't remember. Stevenson. Um, Stevenson. Um. So. They could be more assured now that Doig's away to Italy. Um, you've also got Porteous and Handlin as well. They're a bit more expensive. Porteous coming at three million. Um, Mulgrew three point two. I don't think you need to spend as much as that if you want to go for a United defender. I think probably Scott McMahon at two point eight or uh, Liam Smith or Ryan Edwards at two point nine is probably going to give you roughly the same returns when you're sitting at the end of the season. So um, I, I wouldn't be. Um, stumping up the extra cash for Mulgrew at Hearts is maybe a different story Kingsley was quite good uh, last season 3.2 he, he got a good few goals particularly towards the end of the season um, so it's maybe worthwhile spending the extra money um, rather than going for Cochrane I remember owning Cochrane for a period of time last season and he wasn't always assured the start so that was a concern quite often a little bit frustrating um, so I'd maybe stump up the extra cash there Okay Right, Tony, back to you for midfielders. Okay, so again, the premium mids, um, mainly your Rangers and Celtic players, they range from 6 million, Ryan Kent, uh, down to 5.3 million, Tom Lawrence. So in between them, you've got Abada and Jota, priced at 5.8, Haji and Turnbull, priced at 5.6, O'Reilly and McGregor at 5.5, and Forrest and Wright at 5.4. How a badass price the same at Jota is crazy. I don't get that one at all, um, but never mind. Uh, the next best, and there's some 
recognisable names here. You've got five million for Barry Mackay. You've got Hatati in there as well. You would have had Ferguson in there at 4.9, but he's gone. So alongside that was uh, John Lundstrom, I touched on earlier. McGeady, who'll probably feature in a lot of teams at 4.7. And then uh, Alan Forrest, who's just recently signed for Hearts, and Glenn Kamara at 4.6. So again, you're probably going to have a toss-up, but either Mackay or Forrest. I doubt you'll have both. Uh, McGeady, and then you might punt on well, a tatty, I suppose, if you're settled-minded and you fancy him, Lundstrom. Um, as I've touched on, um, might have a good season. The best of the rest, and this is where there is quite good value in midfield. You've got Bazaman at Aberdeen at 4.2 million. Uh, you then got Matty Kennedy and Ross McCrory again, Aberdeen at 4 million. Uh, although I'm not sure Ross McCrory will play in midfield. You've then got some familiar fantasy names at 3.8 million Callahan, Kilty, and Levitt. And then 3.7 million, you've got. Connor Barron at Aberdeen and Aguna at St Mirren. And again, moving down to the next level, uh, some of the more bargain players that recognisable names, you probably get minutes out of these guys, but maybe not so much on points. So between 3.5 million and 3.2 million, you've got Harks, Paulette, Mackay Stevens, Chick Doyle Hayes, and Janelli, Holt, O'Hara at St Mirren, John Goss. Uh, Beningame, so they're, they're all uh, recognisable names that you're probably going to pick as your, your fifth midfielder. Midfield is where I've got my bench trick player. I think 2.2 million seems to be the lowest type price midfielder, so if you're struggling those those bottom ones, so I'll probably sneak into your team. So I think there's quite good value this season in midfield, if you can pick carefully. In that, that Tom? Midfielders? Uh, if we're looking at Celtic and Rangers, um, obviously, um, Donnie's surprised at the pricing of Abad and Yaw. I was too. I don't know how they can be both priced the same. Uh, Yaw at 5.8, and then underneath him, you've got Turnbull at 5.6, Matt O'Reilly at 5.5, as is Callum McGregor. I think it's probably worthwhile spending an extra 0.2, 0.3 and getting Yaw because I think he's probably the most nailed on out of all the Celtic midfielders. Um, we, we tried to play the game last season and have three like midfielders. It didn't work out. There was much rotation, patchy form. You get one guy in and then someone else hits a purple patch. And with Turnbull now back, he looked good um, the other night against Rapid Vienna. Um, he's another one to throw in the mix, so it makes things even a little bit more difficult. So I'd be probably stumping up the extra cash and going for Yota. In terms of the Rangers' mids, that was never a position I was too enthusiastic about last season. Um, I, I kind of thought felt the best way was to go to Rangers defenders. And then Morelos, um, who was pretty much in amongst the goals and assists. Um, I do like Luca Lawrence, though. And then uh, we've also got the new boy, uh, Rabi Matondo. I did a quick look at him on Transfer Market. He's a left winger, 21 years old. Um, he was at Circle Bruges last season, not to be confused with Club Bruges. Um, he was playing in the Jupiler Pro League, which is the Belgian Premier League, um, for a team that finished 10th out of 18 teams. He did manage to get nine goals and two assists, so it'll be interesting to see where these new signings um, fit in now that Aribo's away to Southampton. I think Kent at six million's a bit too expensive. He's priced higher than Yota, but um, I think he was a bit more patchy last season. Um, if we're looking at 
uh, with Celtic and Rangers, then we've got um, Barry Mackay at five five million. Alan Forrest could be um, just as good for a bit cheaper at four point six. Aberdeen with Ferguson gone, we've got a few options. Besujan at four point two. He's the most expensive Aberdeen midfielder without Ferguson, so I thought he was a bit underwhelming last season. Um, Kennedy as well didn't really kind of match up to his first season in fantasy football. It's maybe worthwhile looking at um, other players such as Barron that, that might feature, but that's something yet to be seen in pre-season. McGeady at 4.7, kind of sung his praises last pod, if he can stay fit. Tavares is yet to get his work permit. He's 4.5. Newell's never really someone I was that keen on. And obviously Cadden playing out of position, but not to his advantage. He was playing as a right back against Clyde. Um, Josh Campbell at 3 million, I kind of thought was a nice cheap differential option if he can retain his spot. And then Dundee United, uh, Niskanen at 4 million. I think uh, Daniel Levitt at 3.8 is a better option. Niskanen. Um, got one goal and five assists, whereas Levitt got five goals and one assist in eight less appearances. So um, he's probably my go-to Dundee United midfielder. Yeah, cool. It's one player I want to bring up that uh, two St. Johnson fans replied to text, and it's Max Kutcher Avi. How you pronounce his name? He says he's been playing well in the pre-season. He's only two point two million, but that's not to say he'll be there come the end start of the season with new transfers in, but. He's one that I've got my own. He's just a cheap fifth midfielder if he's going to start playing. But then again, as Don already mentioned, for that spot, you want somebody not in the game so you can use the bench trick. So I'd rather have that. Right, Donnie, back to you for forwards. Yeah, so no surprise. The premium forwards are uh, Morelos, Furuhashi, Giacomacus, Roof and Mieda. So they are starting off at 8 million for Morelos, 7.8 Furuhashi, 7.4 Giacomacus, 6.7 for Roof and 6.3 for Mieda. <clears throat> you can rule out Roof and Morelos. I don't think uh, either of them will start the season uh, just due to fitness. And with Celtic, you're just going to have to pick probably one out of that three, whoever catches your eye or is, is maybe on form uh, based on some other uh, pre-season games. So the next best um, in terms of value, we've got 5.8 uh, Ramirez and Sakala. We've got 5.6 for Boyce. 5.5 for Watt and Rangers new boy Cholak, 5.3 for Van Veen, 5.2 for Fletcher and 5.1 for Anderson. So again, I've got a lot of recognisable names in here um, that have you know got good fantasy goals in them. Um, so you'll probably be able to find one in there. The next um, sort of batch of forwards, you've got 5 million for Dodge and Miofsky. Uh, 4.9 for Clark and White, uh, 4.8 for Melkerson and Brophy, 4.7 Lafferty and 4.6 Woolery. So again, Miofsky, Aberdeen, he could be the, the first choice forward. Lafferty, as as we all know, could, could have a good season and would make an ideal uh, third striker. Clark at Dundee United, um, they've got Fletcher, um, big guy, small guy kind of combination. That might work out well. Um, and Melkerson um, at Hibs, he'll be battling with Dodge. I think Dodge scored a hat trick at the weekend, so um, he might he might get the start there. The bargain basement is bargain basement. It's, it's probably ones I won't touch. They've got four point four million for Pittman and Newbley at Livingston, 
are 4.3 million for May and Main. I think I'd probably stay away from there and you might get a goal once in a blue moon. So it's just picking out the gems um, out of the one premium, probably one next best. Um, and then likes of a, a Clark or a Lafferty that you're just going to keep on your bench and hope that they score um, now and again. Tom, you. Um, yeah, I for forwards, you're probably going to go through the hashi at seven point eight. With Yakimak is priced at the same price. Um, the Champions League doesn't kick off until um, the sixth and seventh of September, so he's not likely to see any rotation early on, and he's probably the most nailed out of the three. I was a bit disappointed to see Maeda wasn't. Um, put in as a, a midfielder for this season because if, if Kent's a midfielder then surely made is as well um, but he's coming at a 6.3 striker so a bit on the expensive side for a guy that plays out wide um, I agree probably Cholak's probably the best option for Rangers at 5.5 Morelos um, looking a bit more uh, robust since the end of last season so he's maybe got to lose a bit of weight Roof is missing pre-season just now so maybe not going to be um, quite there for, for the, the start of the league. Sakala, mm, I, I kind of thought if he was going to play, he would have started against Sunderland. It, the vibe I'm getting is with Cholak getting put straight into the squad against Sunderland, um, it sounds like Van Broncos kind of wants him in, um, adapted and, and sort of firing all cylinders for the start of the league. That's the kind of impression I'm getting with that. 5.5. He's not a bad price when you compare him to likes of Ramirez and 5.8 and this bit 5.7, so I think he could be a decent option. Good prospects as well. Yeah. Um, looking at the rest, as, as mentioned, Ramirez at 5.8. Um, we've got Miofsky waiting in the wings. As soon as he gets his visa, he'll be um, ready to go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Nisbet, he's out injured. He's 5.7. Deutsch got the hat-trick. It was against Clyde, so I'm not going to read too much into that. Melkerson didn't really impress much last season. Um, the new boy, Yuan, at four, four million could be an option. Um, I'd be interested to see what happens with him. He's another one that's waiting for a visa, as is Bojang at 3.7. Um, so plenty of striker options there at, at Hibs. Um, for something, someone more assured, you may be looking at Boyce at 5.6 at Hearts. I think he's the only heart striker in the game. Obviously, that filter button's not quite up to scratch yet, so I can't 100% confirm that. Uh, Tony Watt, 5.5. I think he's pretty overpriced, considering he didn't really do anything after his move to Dundee United at Christmas there. 5.2 for Fletcher. And then Nicky Clark might be a value pick at 4.9, but you need to see where those guys fit in. Bruce Anderson at 5.1. He wasn't assured of stats at Livingston last season, so that's a concern. Lafferty at 4.7. We mentioned um, him previous pod. You've got Ollie Shaw there at 4.4. He was their top goal scorer last season. Um, however, the previous season, he didn't really do too well at Ross County. Um, wasn't a great fantasy asset. And then Van Veen at Motherwell at 5.3. He's probably pretty nailed as well. Um, obviously, the forward position is a position that traditionally has not provided a lot of points, probably the most underwhelming position in the game. So if you're going to go on previous um, season's patterns, you maybe not want to put too much money up front. But at the same time, there's a lot of new additions to the league. 
um, potentially exciting ones. So need to see what happens there. Our mantra, wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, uh, well, I do agree. I think I wouldn't be, I'd be doing one team up front. I mean, once Morelos is fit, I wouldn't have Morelos and Ferrari to one or the other. I think it's be on fixture swings and stuff like that. But I, I think the money should be going elsewhere. The standard. The game could always change. They could also pick up some young player breaks through. All the shock at the ground running. You've got a really cheap striker up front as well as your third striker. So as this game, the wait and see where it fixes land, how the season starts off, and I'm pretty sure we'll be making moves quite quickly. Any of that guys, we move on. No, the only thing I would say. Going back to like uh, Furuhashi Giamakis, is if you pick Furuhashi at seven point eight million and he pulls his hamstring, it's a straight transfer to Giamakis. Mm-hmm. If you pick Giamakis and Furuhashi's caught fire, you probably have to make two transfers to get him. So by picking the most expensive one, um, it just gives you more outs. So that that would be my thought process. Plus, like, Furuhashi's better, but you know it's the same when Morelos is on his game. If you've got the most expensive striker it's easy to get off them than it is to try and climb up to get them. So just bear that in mind. Yep, using your FPL head there, highest price point. <laughs> right, you might have heard this mention, bench trick and red flag players. So MD's News listening, or MD's News, I heard this before. The game does let you have the highest scoring player off the bench. So it is worthwhile to fill your team with maybe three or four players at a very low bracket who with a good potential of going on loan, because then once they go on loan, they become red flagged in the game. What you do is keep them in your team as a starter, and you will get your highest points score off the bench. It's a trick we all use for the last year or two, and all, all the casuals know how to do it, or knew about it, sorry. So that's a trick. I don't know if you saw Gunnar's team post online, when it was basically every cheap player in the game in his team. And his question was, if you know, you know, because that's what you're looking for. Oh, one of these players to go a red flag and actually got your bench trick player for the season, which does work well because there will be weeks where one of your cheap enablers will have a clean sheet like it's at Man, maybe put a cross in and get a goals assist as well on a man of match performance. You could have 10 11 points on the bench coming off as your first trick. So I definitely recommend you to take the game series. What I got back, Mega League, use a best trick player if you can get one. You ain't add to that, guys? Tom? No, only thing I would add to that is. So I mentioned at the beginning about the game being essentially the same and the points are the same and the chips and all that are the same. One thing that has changed um, is to do with the wild cards. So if you've gone into the, the app or online, you'll see that there's two wild cards there. You can use them whenever you want. I, I checked, I DM'd them and says, you know, can we use these at any time? And they confirmed that that's correct. Um, so no need to wait until they're split um, when everyone's got the same team and doesn't make any points advantages you can make them as and when you want. So we've got a World Cup um, winter break in the transfer window in January. That's the one I was screaming for. Um, and that's, you know, an ideal opportunity to use it. I always think double game weeks are, are a good time to use it as well um, and, and capitalise on that. So that is an improvement that they've made in amongst everything else is you can use your wild cards whenever you wish. Yep, uh, echo the thoughts, Tony. It's good for the Jan Jan Blubber. The January transfer window because there's a lot of change in Scottish games, so that would be a right good time to use your. There's no break this year, it's the only thing when we had a break last year we could see things happen, but this year you could use it when you think people have done their business and get three or four players in your team freshened up. Yeah, they had the wildcard front, Tom. No, you haven't coming up there. No, no, it's, 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 it's probably better to, to have it whenever you want. 
Okay, so before we finish up, I will mention the Regan Charles Cook Cup again. So DM me at Fantasy Half if you want entry. Put you in, no problem. We'll send you back your thumbs up, that'll be you in, and then I'll keep you notified near the end. Like I said, I will put a tweet up either later tonight or tomorrow at some point, and you reply to that as well, and I'll get you in there and get you updated because I think I'll be capping at 64, maybe, maybe 100, depending on the numbers come after this, and we'll do that. So before we finish up, guys, get your plugs in, Tom. I am at FFS underscore Scout on Twitter. Tony. And I'm at FFS underscore Donny. Right, I'm at Fantasy Half. So, I don't think we're back next week. I don't think there's any need because the game's three weeks off. So, we will keep you notified online probably the week before the game kicks off with the next pod. That'll be kind of like our draft review. Or, as I always have to caveat, our draft review at that point is close we can get because it never stays the same. But you'll probably have, maybe at that point, seven eight guys probably stuck in your team, you're not going to take out. So, we'll help you near the time that time. So, that should be two weeks' time. And I'll keep you posted on the cup. So again, thanks for listening. Hope you stick with us for the new season and we'll say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. Cheers. for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.